This podcast is not for the easily offended, victimhood enthusiasts, or those who take themselves too seriously, namely cyclists, conspiracy theorists, personal trainers, and other fanatics. Your hobby is shit is a nerd-free environment which strongly discourages dickheads from listening. Authorised by Sean Woodland for Your Hobby is Shit. For a long time now, humans have invented, inadvertently stumbled across and participated in a variety of activities we now know as hobbies. We use them for pleasure, to reduce corporate guilt, to escape the misery of home life and to help deny the grim reality that awaits us all. From the bizarre, obsessive and psychologically illuminating to the downright ludicrous, whatever your hobby, this podcast is going to pull it apart. So whack in your headphones, get into your hobby with a vengeance and prepare to be exposed because I'm Sean Woodland and your hobby is shit. Hello, welcome along. Very special episode this week, celebrating in Sydney here, only five days until the pub's open. And the dog wants to go for a fucking walk already. Jesus. Apologies for that interruption. I'm not sure the dog's a real fan of this podcast. But uh, five days until the pub's open again in Sydney. And uh, my kids will be doing their homework on the grass at the golf club next Monday. Probably Tuesday and Wednesday as well. Uh, that's the sort of shit that really makes me proud to be Australian. Pubs opening again <laughs> before schools do. That's Aussie prioritising at its absolute best. Found myself a new hobby last week, or invented might be a more apt description. Uh, after golf on Friday with my mate Darcy, we got home for the weekly street beers with the neighbours, uh, only to be greeted by quite a significant hailstorm. Uh, the trampoline out the front of our place was covered in hailstones, and uh, my mate Chris says, geez, it'd be funny if someone went and jumped on that now. In hindsight, he, he absolutely knew who that someone would be, as within a minute I'd grabbed the mankini and was bouncing around on the ice-covered tramp. What I didn't see coming was that I'd slip and nearly somersault, and fuck it was cold. But I've got to tell you, it was the most alive I've felt in three months. One of my neighbours said to me the next day that she could see body parts that had come loose from the mankini. Now, I called bullshit. Um, she said, you can if you zoom in on the video. I was like, Jesus Christ, why would you zoom in, you pervert? Anyway, the footage is still up there on Facebook and Instagram. Just don't zoom in. Bit of political upheaval here in New South Wales, old Sydney town. 18 months of the pandemic and the former, now Premier Gladys Berejiklian, turning up to a press conference every fucking day and beginning most sentences with, can I just say, before then going on to say whatever the fuck it was she was going to say anyway without waiting for the approval she'd asked for only a second before. Well, Gladys has resigned after falling on Daryl Maguire's pork sword and being caught up in corruption allegations. No doubt it will be her sleazy former boyfriend's fault. It always is. Politicians, eh? Billy Connolly got it right when he said, The desire to be a politician should bar you for life from ever being one. And fair play to Billy, what an effective method of scrutiny and a way to weed out the narcissistic parasites. I've uh, met several politicians since becoming a comedian, either side of politics, and they've all possessed one memorable character trait. Cunts. And don't ever be a fan of a politician. It means you've failed in your duty as a citizen and most likely parked your desire to question them. Politics is pretty much just sport for nerds, and 
we've been gifted a huge nerd as a new premier. Uh, Peritet, it must take a special kind of fuckwit to be a premier at 39 years of age. And it's just what we need at the moment, another white male ultra-conservative bead rattler speaking for all of us. I struggle to see how people are feeling sorry for Gladys. She knows what's coming. That's why she quit. Anyways, if she's looking for sympathy, to borrow a well-used saying, she can find it between shit and syphilis in the dictionary. The Penrith Panthers won the NRL Grand Final, and on reflection, that's probably fair enough. On Monday in South Territory, we woke up to a beautiful day and could hit the beach. What were they going to do? Personally, though, I'm, I'm always a bit sad when footy season finishes, as it leaves men with nothing to talk to each other about for a month until cricket season starts in November. One of my mates did his best to find a conversation starter after the footy finished on Sunday night when he began telling me about his relationship problems. Oh, we laughed. And I truly thought he was serious for a minute. He even managed to shed a few crocodile tears. Anyways, it was nothing another eight schooners, a slap on the back and a gentle reminder that there's plenty more fish in the sea didn't fix before I expertly steered the conversation back to more palatable and important matters like football. Like, October has to be the most boring month of the year. Uh, I suppose there's always the option of watching horses get shot or thrashed with a whip by those squeaky-voiced little people, but bizarrely, that hobby's not for everyone. Anyway, thank fuck the lockdown is finishing soon, as it wouldn't surprise me if October is peak suicide season, even when we're not in a pandemic. Maybe they should think about switching Are You OK Day from that one day in September to the full month of October. And it is important to remember, while people are still struggling emotionally during this clusterfuck, that you can do your, your bit to help them through it. You know, if your friend's showing signs of depression or doing it tough, it's amazing what a little bit of compassion and empathy can do. I had the monkey on my back for at least 25 years, and then one day someone just said, cheer up, mate. And I'll be fucked if I'm lying, I've been fine ever since. Hey, to think I'd spent all those years taking medication, seeing shrinks and cunning self-help pretenders, wondering how best to top myself, and the solution was staring me in the face the whole time. All I had to do was cheer up. Still can't believe I hadn't thought of that. And one really good way to cheer up is to have a big fucking laugh, and that's what I had while researching this week's hobby. I'm not saying it won't happen, but I'll be pleasantly surprised if I encounter a more desperate, emotionally malleable collection of feeble-minded fucking idiot hobbyists ever again. On one of the websites I accidentally stumble across about three times a week, or immediately after the family leaves the house, occasionally I see a video thumbnail pop up of people urinating on each other. As someone who played football until I was 30, I've both witnessed and been involved in some fairly unsavoury behaviours involving wee-wees. Most of these occurred on the second day of a drinking session and were done with the express intention of making us all laugh, a mission that was accomplished every single time. In our defence, never would any of us have considered doing similar things while sober or filming the shenanigans, nor expecting to be taken seriously if we tried to convince anyone else that the piss play was done out of a devotion to wellness. I don't even like pissing myself, sure. The first few seconds, it's nice and warm, but no sooner have you begun to enjoy the sensation than the stark reality of what's happened sinks in, literally. But the idea of voluntarily encouraging someone else to piss on me, Jesus fucking Christ, and I'm open-minded to a point. Letting someone piss on me is that point. Look, it's not for me to judge if gargling someone else's piss gives you a stiffy or makes you moist in the loins. Fill your boots. 
I've known some folk in my time with particularly innovative sexual practices that involve cutting half oranges, microwaves, vacuum cleaners, even boxing gloves. That's their business. It is worth noting, however, that these types of behaviours are known as fetishes, which immediately clarifies that they're the domain of sick perverts. But once the peculiar sexual element is removed, the sort of people who claim to utilise their urinary tract evacuations as a wellness therapy vital to their physical or emotional health are nothing short of sick in the fucking head. Anyone gullible enough to believe this shit? <laughs> One of life's also rants. The sort of sad, deadbeat losers who regularly succumb to the persuasiveness of charming and charismatic grifters. The sort of lonely sitting ducks who join cults who send their life savings to people they've never met who believe that email that says, I want your big cock, when a simple cursory glance down the front of their underpants would immediately expose the delusion. The sort of degenerate simpleton who willingly straps heroin to their bodies before boarding a flight in Asia. Life never ends well for these people, never has. Try as they might, they'll never fit in or be part of anything where they're not being shat on from a great height. Or in this case, pissed on from close range. We played footy with this dickhead who told us all that pissing helps get rid of tinea. He, he soon changed his tune, though, when a few of the bigger blokes held him down and got the unhealthiest fella in the club who's just come off the back of two days of drinking bourbon, taking ecstasy and eating asparagus and beetroot to unleash a murky, unnaturally textured reddish-green stream all over his lower leg. You know what else helps get rid of tinea? A fucking tube of cream from the chemist or drying your fucking feet properly. Sure, Bear Grylls famously drinks his own urine, but in case you didn't know or couldn't tell by watching him on television, Bear Grylls is a fucking idiot. Normal people want nothing to do with their piss. That's why we have toilets. Some weirdos don't even piss in the shower. My nephews never did, even after I went on them first. My wife Lou lost a shit when she caught me pissing in the shower once. She's like, oh, that's disgusting. What are you doing that for? It always happens when I'm having a shit, I told her. <laughs> It's an old joke, not mine. All I know is that I cried with laughter for 20 minutes when Big Nuts told it to me a decade ago. Anyways, a few weeks back, your hobby is shit loyal listener and fellow comedian Cam Knight sent me a link on Instagram. It was a video detailing the benefits of urine therapy. At first, I watched it and thought it was a piss take because at that stage of my life, I was yet to become aware that playing with urine was a thing outside of young drunken footballers being dickheads or people with a perverse sexual context or being used to encourage stupid people with tinea to do to themselves. It wasn't until I looked at the account and saw that it belonged to some wellness influencer type fuckheads who peddled all sorts of ridiculous remedies, including letting someone piss on your face to remove acne, that I realised the video was deadly serious. I, on reflection, I, I should have known these filthy animals were the real deal because the bloke in the video had dreadlocks and a shit-eating grin and the woman had short scruffy hair and a nose ring. Uh, the instructional video's content wasn't X-rated, obviously as the community-minded folks at Instagram don't allow nipple, balloon knot, or reproductive organs to be exposed. Uh, suffice to say, these people had a yellowish substance and were using it in ways that I could never have imagined even if I'd been a rugby league player for 50 years. According to the video, there are seven variations for practicing urine therapy. Uh, the first is post-tantra stream swap. Now, 
I had to Google this to see what it means because I'm no longer sad and mental, so I'm not up to speed with all of the spiritual and wellness terminologies. But the results, they were inconclusive. Uh, so then I tried post-tantric urine swap. And for the first time in my life, Google responded with, it looks like there aren't many great matches for your search. And trust me, this is a good thing. It seems these fucksticks have coined the phrase themselves. So I had to decipher the meaning myself. Thankfully, I was assisted by their cringeworthy visual aid, coupled with a lingering suspicion that the word Tantra was usually related to rooting. And these two smirking hats were apparently naked in a bed, glowing in post-coital joy while sipping a yellow liquid that looked very much like piss. So I was able to deduce for your benefit that post-tantra stream swap means drinking someone else's piss after you've fucked them. So where you or I, we might just spark up a Winfield Blue, clean our teeth, put our earbuds back in or get dressed and leave to celebrate the completion of a shag. There are those among us who think the right thing to do is drink the piss of the other person. Person. (laughs) Victim might be a more appropriate label. I guess what was most surprising was they were drinking them from tumblers. Like, if they're fair income, why not just drink straight from the tap? Like I said about influencers not having the guts to be honest with what they're really doing by taking one up the shitter in a porn movie, it seems that the urine therapy enthusiasts are of a similar ilk. Fucking candy-ass, chicken-livered, namby-pamby cowards. Uh, The video then moves on to show these two pathetic hippies using the urine as eye drops. And to think the only people I've ever known to use eye drops are stoners or people with contact lenses who get drunk and sleep with one in. The third practice is to rub the urine on the skin, something these two vile cretins do with sustained glee as they slap it on their faces and enthusiastically rub it in. Enemas was number four. Yeah, of course it fucking is. And this is achieved while holding one nostril and pouring the piss. Let's not forget, we're talking about human piss here, into the other nostril. I wasn't able to establish if enemas included cleaning the rectum with urine. Um, This might be because of the limitations of Instagram or because these disgusting stinkards aren't quite that sick. The sixth practice was water flosser. And just another reminder... It's not water, it's piss that you're spraying all over your mouth and gargling like it's Listerine. Again, this would have been more impressive and I'd have had a great deal more respect for them if it had been come straight from the tap. And last up, we have teeth brushing. Not the same consistency as toothpaste, but it didn't seem to phase these two. I haven't done the necessary tests, but I'd imagine if I pissed on my toothbrush, the acid content would immediately burn the bristles clean off. And if it didn't, I'd be swapping toothbrushes with my wife Lou for the night. So there you have it. There's seven practices for urine therapy. There there were many things I found interesting about this video, uh, but probably the most illuminating is the fact that at no stage during it is there any explanation whatsoever as to how any of these sickeningly crass practices are any good for you. These sick fucks know that there are enough gullible losers out there who can be enticed to try this shit. Unbelievable. I saw the bloke who'd sent me the video during the week, Cam Knight, as he and Luke Heggie were filming some sketches for their Botlow web series, or whatever the fuck it is, and they needed me to come along and fill the role of a dickhead alcoholic customer. What a privilege. Uh, Look up the sketches on Facebook and Instagram, they're quite funny, even with me in them. Anyways, I told Cam that I was doing urine therapy this week, and he said, what? So I said, I'm doing urine therapy this week, and he screamed, What the fuck is wrong with you? 
I'm not sure how I feel about having to explain to him that I meant I'm doing urine therapy as a podcast topic this week. Does he really think so little of me? Due to the fact the video Cam sent me wasn't accompanied with anything that resembled information or documented evidence as to how or why urine therapy is any good for you, I had to go on and find that all out for myself, didn't I? So the next stop was YouTube. For some ancient cultures, it's a healing technique. Modern advocates claim it can do everything from cure depression to whiten your teeth. I'd say it only cures depression if you're the one pissing on someone else. You're staying present in your body. Inside the quiet of his home, Brother Sage finds peace. Yep, you heard that correctly. This dickhead's name is Brother Sage. Unlikely it was his birth name, and, and fair enough he's tried to distance himself from whatever name was bestowed upon him at birth because it's an absolute fucking certainty that his childhood was miserable. There's no way his dad was nice to him, and I'd hazard a guess it all went downhill from there. He says his life improved 25 years ago after changing the emotional, mental, spiritual, and physical. Breathing in the new creation from the creator itself. What he means by that is that 25 years ago, he had a full-on fucking meltdown and was found in his office cubicle, curled up under his desk in the fetal position, sucking his thumb, crying for his mother. And rather than conduct a full emotional inventory, he instead clung to his denial and other spurious notions of well-being. The thick-skinned grifter saw a way out of his misery and it involved coercing other easily deceived pseudo-spiritualists into a life of blissful stupidity. Papayas and mangoes and oranges and pears. With one crucial drink that cannot be skipped. You discover what this really is, is ultra-filtered blood plasma. Or, In case you didn't know what Brother Sage refers to as ultra-filtered blood plasma, it's what you and I would call a fucking great big glass of piss. Water, we honour it. We, uh, some people say a little prayer or something. Uh, just acknowledge that to be fair, I reckon I'd probably life. say a prayer if I just drank a schooner of piss too. Mine would go something like, Jesus fucking Christ, I hope this doesn't kill me. Not really rocket science. The first bit of truth. It's not really rocket science. No, it's fucking not. It's the vehicle for a sad narcissist to find acquaintances. Dr. James Wilk at UC Health says drinking pee could make you sick. Especially drinking some Brother Sage nearly had me there. I was just all set to unload my todger into a soda stream bottle after a night of debauchery watching the NRL Grand Final. But a fucking doctor piped up, eh? Always meddling in other people's business, aren't they, these pesky doctors? Trying to tell us to get the COVID vaccine when some uneducated halfwit has tried to tell us otherwise? It's a real conundrum. Should I trust the doctor or a fucking lunatic? Talk about their experiences. If you have stomach ache, well, um, you drink that, it goes away. We'd like to challenge, actually, the scientific community. Those people who recognize it are not going to stop it. They're, this is not a been there, done that therapy. It's the people who are called to it are with it. The rest this will come as no surprise to you, but Brother Sage looks pretty much how you'd expect an insecure extrovert who spent a large portion of his life pretending to have a self-assuredness that he's not in any way equipped to actually own. He's tall and so thin you could smell the shit through his ribs. They're always thin, these self-help wellness predators, aren't they? And this clown parts his hair like a psychopath, has ears the size of Prince Charles, smiles like a pervert, he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt and looks as overwhelmingly fucking stupid as his ideas would suggest he looks. 
his devotees at the Boulder, Colorado Urine Therapy Group, they're not much better. And it's true, after 25 years of snake oil sales, Brother Sage is not alone. In that quarter of a century, he's managed to attract five followers. His closest compatriot has big tits, no surprises there. But she also wears one of those awkward stares that isn't helped by her eyes being about two nose widths apart. And the woman who said, if you have a stomachache, drink it and it goes away, well, it's a shame the same can't be said for the hideous growth on her upper lip, one that may well be caused by drinking your own urine. It's almost a universally despised hobby. Anyone who's normal or has a bit of expertise knows that urine therapies, it's a crock. Uh, even the Chinese Ministry of Civil Affairs, based in Wuhan, not a big fan. Like eating bats, dogs and bison cocks, no worries. But if you drink your own piss, the communist government will have you. I'm not drinking anyone's piss. I had a mate who mistook the family fish tank for the toilet after a big night out once. And the end of that story involves a funeral for two little goldfish. Urine therapy is no good for you. And, and so far as gullibility is concerned, it's only a step away from faecal transplants. And if you don't know what that means, it means having someone else's krasma shoved into your boomholy. Oh, would I ever drink my own piss? Would you? We know Todd Carney doesn't mind a bubbler. Some people would rather die or cut off their own arm. Like that weirdo who got his arm stuck between two rocks in America. He's thought to himself, I can drink some of my own wee while I wait for help to come. Or I can cut off my arm like a man and not drink the wee. He went for the latter. You're on therapy. Your hobby is piss. Thank you for listening. I'll be back each and every week with harsh but fair critiques of shit hobbies. You can find the podcast wherever you listen to them. Chances are you already have. Be an upstanding citizen, do the right thing, and share the podcast with your friends, even if you don't like it. You can even give us a review if you want. You can find your hobby is shit on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Your feedback is welcomed. Send your suggestions for shit hobbies in and I'll get to them in due course. For those of you with a penchant for complaining and whinging, you know who you are. Please do so in audio format so the rest of us can have a laugh at your expense in future episodes. Just use the voice memos app on your iPhone or whatever it is you weirdos with other phones use. Thanks again listeners. You're a credit to your families. My name's Sean Woodland, and your hobby is shit. Hey, Mags, since uh, you and the dog have barged in while I'm recording, I've got a question for you. If I was to tell you that there are people in the world who drink their own wee, what would, what would you say to that? Ugh, disgusting. <laughs> That's right. <laughs>